Archivers made possible with a grant from Humanities Kansas. We start this episode on August 20th, 1976 in Russell, Kansas, Bob Dole's hometown and the first campaign stop as Gerald Ford's running mate. But I never really believed that I would uh, ever be in this position, believe me, when I was county attorney of Russell County or in the state legislature before that. I never believed it uh, when I got to Congress after drowning Keith Sebelius and Dole pineapple juice. I never believed it when I went to the Senate, and I don't really believe it uh, yet today. It's Bob Dole Day in Russell, 95 degrees with a 20-mile-an-hour wind that can make the plains feel like a convection oven. Still, a thousand people showed up to hear Dole and see Ford. Now that whole thing about Dole never believing he'd be on the national political stage, that's probably just not true. He fought for it from the minute he arrived in Congress in 1961. Still, the emotion was real as Dole stood before the same people who helped pay for his rehab after wounds suffered on Hill 914 in Italy in World War II. If I've done anything, it's because of people I've known up and down Main Street, and I can recall the time when, when I needed help, uh, the people of Russell helped. And I think... <laughs> A tearful homecoming, the Parson son called it. The AP wrote that old-timers in the crowd remembered the last time a president came through town in 1903 when Teddy Roosevelt passed through and gave a speech. This time, of course, was different. President Ford was there after the Republican convention in Kansas City, just a pit stop for him as he traveled to Vail, Colorado for a vacation. For the people of Russell, Dole, not Ford, was the star. That was a long time ago, and I thank you for it again. The podcast is Archiver, The Man from Russell, Episode 7, The National Stage, Me. I'm your host, Sam Zeff. Before we talk about that 1976 campaign and Dole's leadership and accomplishments in the Senate, I think it's important to talk a little more about Russell, his family, and how that shaped the ambition Dole avoided in his speech. Mark Zwanitzer is an author and filmmaker who researched the book What It Takes for the author Richard Ben Kramer. You know, when I read the book, and I've been rereading the book as I prepare for the podcast, I'm really intrigued by Russell and his family, his siblings. I, I find them fascinating in a way that I think that they're so different from Bob Dole, and I I just don't know how that happened. So do you know how that happened? From the jump, Dole always, he didn't just have dreams. It wasn't about dreaming for him. It was a plan, you know? I mean, he was ambitious from the time he was a, a kid. Uh, where that comes from, it's hard to, it's hard to know. But... Um, 
Yeah, he, he had his eyes set on, on bigger things from the moment he walked into the house. And, uh, you know, by, when he got to the Senate, you know, he had his eyes set on bigger things after that. Um, he was always a guy looking, you know, unlike his parents who didn't have big horizons and didn't look to the future. He was always looking for, you know, what's the next, what's the next thing, what's the next step up. And when he achieved that, you know, he gets to the House, you know, great, not good enough. He gets to the Senate, great, not good enough. Uh, he becomes a majority leader, great, not good enough. Um, you know, he, he definitely had a hunger for more his entire life. And for the next 20 years, Bob Dole had one of the most consequential careers of anybody ever in Congress. Everyone knew Ford picked a partisan running mate. Dole had been attacking Democrats since entering the House in 1961. But it was on October 15th, during the vice presidential debate, when he earned a nickname that would stick with him forever. Dole is being questioned by Walter Mears, who covered national politics for the AP and would win a Pulitzer Prize for his coverage of the 76 campaign. Senator Dole, 10 days ago when Senator Mondale raised the issues of Watergate and the Nixon pardon, you called it the start of the campaign mudslinging. Two years ago when you were running for the Senate, you said that the pardon was prematurely granted and that it was a, and that it was a mistake. You were quoted by the Kansas City Times as saying, you can't ignore our tradition of equal application of the law. Did you approve of the Nixon pardon when President Ford granted it? You approve of it now, and if the issue was fair game in your 1974 campaign in Kansas, why is it not an appropriate topic now? It is an appropriate topic, I guess, but it's not a very good issue any more than the war in Vietnam would be, or World War II, or World War I, or the war in Korea. All Democrat wars, all in this century. I figured up the other day, if we added up the killed and wounded, Democrat wars in this century would be about 1.6 million Americans, enough to fill the city of Detroit. Now, if we want to go back and rake that over and over and over, we can do that. I assume Senator Mondale doesn't want to do that. Jimmy Carter's running mate, Minnesota Senator Walter Mondale, responded coolly, Senator Dole has richly earned his reputation as a hatchet man. Time magazine said it was number one on its top ten list of Veep debate moments. Two weeks later, Carter and Mondale would beat Ford and Dole 50 to 48 percent. In Kansas, the Republican ticket did a little better with 53 percent. Still, the Ford-Dole ticket lost 26 counties, many of them in Dole's old western Kansas congressional district. Dole was headed back to the Senate, where he would thrive. right back to work on hunger, a deep passion for him. In the summer of 1977, the cash requirement for food stamps was eliminated as Dole worked with his longtime collaborator on hunger, South Dakota Democratic Senator George McGovern. Dole briefly flirted with a presidential run in 1980, but in the year of Ronald Reagan, it didn't last long. He was reelected that year with 64% of the vote, beating Republican-turned-Democrat John Simpson from Salina, Dole carried all 105 counties. Reagan ousted Carter in a landslide, and the GOP regained control of the Senate for the first time since 1954. The man from Russell was headed into leadership. Tell me who you are and your connection to Senator Dole. Sure. Walt Riker, 
I was uh, Bob Dole's press secretary beginning in uh, December of 1981, uh, and I left in August of 1993. Full disclosure, I went to KU with Walt. We did sports together on the student radio station, and we worked at competing stations in Topeka as reporters. Here he is in his press secretary days, reading a statement. Kansas Senator Bob Dole convened a special meeting in Washington today, a closed-door session on the debt crisis in the Farm Belt. Dole brought Ag Secretary John Block and Reagan Budget Director David Stockman to Capitol Hill. After the meeting, Dole said the administration would soon be announcing a $625 million debt relief package that will allow local banks to lower interest rates on existing farm loans. But Dole warns that the federal government is broke and that cutting all spending, including ag spending, is the key to lower deficits and a healthier farm economy. As Finance Committee Chair, Dole would champion tax and budget cuts, Reaganomics it was called, but, says Riker, Dole didn't embrace the whole Reagan plan. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, you know, don't forget that, um, you know, he was in the uh, Republican primary race in 1980 going against uh, Ronald Reagan, I mean, and, and, uh, and, and George Bush and a lot of other people. And it was a blowout. I mean, Dole hardly picked up anything, right? And it was a total blowout. So, I mean, that was pretty demoralizing, I'm sure. And Reagan, you know, had almost defeated uh, Gerald Ford uh, in, the, in the party primary and the nominating. Uh, you know, so I think there was some maybe misunderstanding, but some, maybe some jealousy or something between Dole and Reagan. Uh, but true to form, Dole, you know, is a team player. And uh, I think he also saw opportunity that as a chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, the entire Reagan recovery program was going to go through the Senate Finance Committee. So it was a bonus for him. He didn't have to jump on and, you know, be a cheerleader. But at the same time, he was where the, all, all the action was going to be. So that's and then slowly but surely. Uh, and I remember this working into his speeches and all the floor statements. He became a, a champion of Ronald Reagan. Not so much of a champion that he didn't recognize Reaganomics was causing the deficit to balloon. He pushed through a tax hike in 1982 by closing some loopholes. But that didn't sit well with some Republicans. Newt Gingrich, a junior member of the House in 82, but someone who also came in guns a-blazing, called Dole the tax collector of the welfare state. Also in 82, Dole played a big role in extending the Voting Rights Act. The next year, he led the way in reforming Social Security. And in 1984, he took another step up and was elected Senate Majority Leader. The man from Russell was now even a bigger deal. Introduce yourself. Uh, Dave Helling. I uh, am on the editorial board of the Kansas City Star and write uh, editorials and and columns. Uh, before that, I was a political reporter at the Star and for a couple of TV stations in Kansas City. And that is exactly the reason, Dave, that I've got <laughs> you here. I want to talk about your experience in Washington, D.C. as a local television reporter covering somebody, a big name, uh, important politician, like Bob Dole. What's it like to be a local reporter covering such a big name in Washington, D.C.? It's extraordinarily difficult, uh, particularly, Sam, for a television reporter. I mean, there is a hierarchy of reporters in Washington, as you may know, and the New York Times and the Washington Post are sort of at the top, or were at the time. This is the early 1980s, and to some degree still are. But at the time, it was the Post, the Times, 
then the broadcast networks, uh, then local reporters for print publications, the bureaus for the Star and the Inquirer and other papers, and then at the lowly, lowly bottom were local broadcasters. There's one thing that anyone who's covered Candace politics knows. Bob Dole understood the media, maybe better than even we did ourselves. Bob Dole was one of the most media-savvy people uh, that I've ever covered, in part because he understood technology, he understood exposure, he understood what was happening with C-SPAN, for example, which had just started broadcasting floor proceedings in the House. It took a while for the Senate. but So he understood all of that. But the other part of that, Sam, was he was willing to work hard, very hard, to exploit those uh, opportunities for exposure, media exposure. I mean, he, you know, other senators and their staffs would take Sunday morning off. Bob Dole would be on Face the Nation. People who have never worked in Washington, Sam, don't understand how, maybe not, don't understand how much the atmosphere matters. I mean, whose name is out there? Who's talking? Who's working? Who's... Who, you know, when you open Time magazine, who's quoted there? Is it Dole or Rostenkowski? You know, who, who, who is it that's getting the play? And, and Bob Dole, a creature of Washington, very much in that way, was brilliant about, about exploiting those things. And exploit them he did, and not just with Washington reporters. When I was a young reporter at WREN Radio at Topeka, one day I got a call in the middle of the afternoon. Senator Dole has a few minutes. Do you want an interview? Why, yes. Yes, I do. As Senate Majority Leader, Dole had a big footprint, but he wanted more. The runs for the White House. That's on our next episode of Archiver, The Man from Russell. Archiver is produced by Virgil Dean and Scott Richardson in the studios of KCUR 89.3 in Kansas City. Archiver is made possible with a grant from Humanities Kansas and is a production of Do Good Productions, where Gene Johnson is executive producer. Thanks to the staff at the Dole Institute at the University of Kansas. I'm Sam Zeff, and I'll see you on the next Archiver. <laughs>